Welcome to the Push Performance Podcast. All right, guys, welcome back to Push Performance Podcast. I'm DJ Edwards, solo today with my guy, Tyler Rogers. What's up, Ty? What's up, DJ? Long, t- long time no see. Yeah, thanks for coming and visit the uh, Colorado Push yesterday. Absolutely, man. It's, you know, the OG's holding it down. That's right, you know, and uh, I guess the Colorado one started it all. You're uh you're kind of like the, the the bipolar push though you don't know where you don't know what location you're at or when you're at it or what you're doing yeah i like to go back and forth between Colorado and arizona you know make sure see people each one it. yeah 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 i like people to make it. sure things are running right at each facility for you you know i'll be your your eyes and ears I, out there I, I i appreciate that i appreciate that so ty first of all who are you <laughs> Uh, my name is Tyler Rogers. I am a, I'm a relief pitcher for the San Francisco Giants. You may also know me as the submarine pitcher for the San Francisco Giants. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm married. I got a kid on the way in uh, April, yes, which I'm excited about. Boy, and, uh, right? Yeah, a little boy. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, and I got a, a, a twin brother that also plays, which is, uh, you know, one of the coolest things ever as well. This isn't his podcast, though. <laughs> That'll be the last time we mention him. Yeah. <laughs> we want to make sure that you guys are doing your own podcast. It was known very well. You know, you guys are each each have your own different story. <laughs> That's right. You know, even even though, you know, we may, may look identical and and we, we're kind of, you know, identical body types and move almost the same ways. Um, not only do we throw very different, but we have uh, very different paths to the big leagues and, uh, you know, different experiences through that as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's obviously why we're gonna, what we're going to talk about today. But, you know, it's it's pretty cool to – what are you guys, the 10th set of twins or what's it, what is it? Yeah, 10th set of twins uh, yeah. in Major League Baseball history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's – I mean, that's pretty cool. And probably – I mean, is there any, any twins currently right now in big leagues? There's not, right? I think it's just me and him, yeah. Yeah, there's brothers, right? There's brothers that play each other, but – not, yeah. not yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, last year during the 2020 season, it was, we got the win on the same day, so that that was a kind of a cool yeah. moment for us. And then uh, we're trying to get the save on the same day. That's our next uh, little I, goal. I thought that'd be more. Didn't that be more likely than having a win on the same day? Right. I know, right? But uh, hey, you you take a win in the big leagues any way you can get it. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely. I remember I was watching your game in Arizona with your dad. I was sitting with Jen, your wife, and your dad, and Taylor was pitching. We were watching Taylor on the on the TV screen, and it was like Taylor got the save, and then you went out for the eighth instead of the ninth and didn't get the save. So I was like, like damn it. We <laughs> so were watching it. We were waiting for it to happen. It never happened. That was, that was pretty cool. That, that was pretty sweet, but. Yeah, you got, you got a glimpse glimpse into my uh, parents' life of watching, you know, two baseball games a day, which, uh, yeah, they watch a lot of I, baseball, but I'm sure they love it. I was with like, your whole family, I think it was. Like, there was a ton of people there for you. It was pretty cool. Was, was oh, pretty yeah. It, it, the uh, the support system I got is, is, is incredible. And, you know, it, you know, even, you know, not talking about, you know, push performance and all the stuff you guys do for me, but. You know, just family members, friends, everybody that that really stuck with me through my seven years in the minors. You know, they 
no one ever told me, Hey, you know, you want to maybe think about something else or do you have a plan B? It was always like, you know, very, you know, confident and supportive. And, and that, that's yeah. really what you need, especially in the minor leagues is, is a support system. And I'm lucky to have a, a giant one and, and a really good one. Oh, absolutely. I mean, especially Jen, right? Like we can talk about Jen a little bit. She, she's been with you since college, right? You guys met at Austin P correct? Yeah. Yeah. So she actually went to Western Kentucky um, and her sister played softball at Austin P where yeah. I went and, and Jen came down for a weekend and, and we met and, you know, kind of really never stopped hanging out after that. But, uh, you know, You're married. And, and I told kid. her it was like a month before the draft that when we met and I told her, I said, Hey, you know, uh, I might be getting, uh, you know, drafted by a major league baseball team and, you know, going off to, you know, wherever. I was like, literally could be anywhere. And she kind of looked at me like, what is, huh? What are you? I don't think she believed that, I, you know, we'll maybe get drafted. And then I did and went to Arizona and, and she, she made a, she always made it a, an effort to come visit me during the season. And, uh, you know, she was, she was always, uh, you know, my number one fan you that's, know, that's for, awesome. for seven years. And she was my sugar mama when I was broke too. Hell yeah. <laughs> and my wife was too. And my, I remember when I was just first, first started uh, training people, my wife was being a phlebotomist, which was like, does needles and stuff and draws blood. Okay. She's making yeah. decent money, right? But like, I was making eight hundred dollars a month, like you guys were in the minor leagues, you know, living <laughs> that life. Yeah, she was taking care of me, and now, now, now we're fortunate enough where she can just raise the kids, and you know, it's that's pretty cool. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, what's, what's that saying they say? Like, behind every good man is an even better woman, or whatever. Yeah, yep, hundred yeah. percent. That's so true. It's so true. Brownie but, points. Yeah, I mean, make sure that our wives listen to this podcast. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> we talked yeah. about our wives before we talked about baseball. Where we? Yeah, we did it. We won today. All right, Ty. See you later. Let's <laughs> 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 end it there. <laughs> but yeah, um, you want to talk about you know kind of your path, like how you ended up at Austin P. I know you went to a JUCO. We we'll talk about that. You know, high school baseball. Obviously, you went to Chatfield High School, right? Yeah, yeah. I went, I went to Chatfield in, in Littleton, Colorado. Um, yeah, interesting, uh, real interesting kind of baseball. My interesting baseball path started then. Um, my junior year, I w- my brother was on varsity and I was on JV, actually. So that was uh, kind of uh, something to deal with mentally as, as a team. And at this time, you were so, throwing overhand. Yeah, 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 throwing overhand, um, you know, playing some infield, kind of like as you should as a high school kid, I think, is, yeah. is play everywhere. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that didn't really deter me at all. I. I just loved playing baseball. I didn't really care, you know, if I was on varsity, JV or whatever. And I really didn't think I had a, uh, a future in baseball. You know, I'm, I maybe one of those weird kids who I didn't really grow up saying I wanted to play major league baseball. I just knew I loved playing it, but I didn't really foresee a future in it. But um, yeah, I did that. And then uh, somehow uh, the garden city coach, Chris Finnegan, he said some, he said I had a live arm, even though at the time I did not. But he said, I, I see something, doing? man, I, I don't even think I was, t- I wasn't even touching 90. I wasn't even coming close to it, but uh, I threw strikes. Yeah, probably 85, 88, somewhere in there. But I, I threw strikes and I could slide step and hold runners a little bit. I think that's what he liked. And, uh, you know, obviously being 6'3 and skinny, I think he, he saw some, you know, projectability in like there, but uh you know, and my brother was throwing like 93 at the time. So they're like, maybe he'll find it. He'll tap into that. <laughs> and, uh, um, 
yeah, so I went to Guard City, and then, uh, you know, not too long after I got there, he approached me about uh, throwing sidearm, and uh, that was what we were, that was the goal at the beginning was to throw sidearm, not not submarine or what I do now, I just kind of morph into that, but, uh, and I was doing fire science at Garden City, and I wanted to be a firefighter, that was kind of always my thing, and uh, so I was like, perfect, I'll go to Garden City, they got uh, fire science program and baseball, we get to do both, is awesome, and you know, those two years really flew by doing both of those. And uh, somehow I, I figured out how to throw sidearm. And, uh, you know, I kept getting a little lower and lower. And summer ball was huge for me in between uh, my freshman and sophomore year. I went up to New York and played summer ball. And, uh, you know, I just got the pitch, you know, and it, it was it was no nothing really about it. I, they just needed innings eaten. And I'd go out there and throw them. And I learned so much. And I learned a breaking ball out there and, I got to see a different part of the country, and I think that was huge for my growth as well. And um, Austin P saw me pitch in a in a, actually like a is a sophomore showcase before the season had even started. My sophomore season had even started, and uh, it's funny since we're on the push podcast. I was talking to some some guys that are in junior college right now that are at the Colorado push, and just seeing their experience and stuff because I think. I think junior college was such a great thing. And I know you're a yeah. guy too, DJ. Yeah. Man, I, I love my experience. You get to play yeah. baseball, you know, like, because yeah. there's no rules. So you, they have you out there all the time. But, uh, you know, you can really develop and, and learn a lot about yourself in junior college. And, and it's it's just, it's a blast as well. Yeah. Yeah, I would not trade my my experience for JUCOs in the world. I know we talked about this in previous podcasts, but it's the best time in my life for baseball, hands down, not even close. Absolutely. And it's a little easier on your parents financially, if you ask me. Yeah, it's like $900 a semester or something like that. <laughs> and for you book. baseball players, the classes are easier. Yeah, I still struggle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All these people think I'm smart. Man, I have a lot of people in this world, world fooled. <laughs> I struggled in Juco classes. Maybe it was like, oh, it's easy. I don't do homework. <laughs> but. So like, I just want to kind of talk about your evolution of like how you started messing around with your 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 throwing mechanics and how you did start developing your pitches because mm-hmm. obviously not a lot of people teach that you know and there's yeah. not a lot of pitchers out there that can coach that or say hey try this grip or whatever you know like I know for like for a long time you're trying to make your slider go downward instead of yeah. upward and like mm-hmm. when did like stuff like that kind of click and like obviously you've had a ton of success with you know in in major league baseball and in the minor leagues and in college obviously like your career era is like a two four or five two two five or something like that you know and i mean you have had success everywhere like what was your era in, in minor league baseball it was it was silly i don't, I don't know it, it, it uh good enough to get me to the big leagues i guess yeah i mean like <laughs> but, uh... Looking at like a seven-year minor career, you're looking at these numbers and like this guy hasn't played in the big leagues yet. You know what I mean? It was like it was about that. You know what I mean? And like, how did this? How did this whole evolution evolution start of you throwing the rising sliders that you see? On, you're on pitching ninja every freaking week now, or mm-hmm. pitching pitcher station or whatever it may be. You know? And you know how did how did all that come to fruition? You know, uh, trial and error, honestly. And uh, you know when I first started doing it. If you're gonna if you're gonna think about throwing sidearm or maybe want to try it, you gotta 
you got to go in 100%. You know, there's no trying it for a week or two and then going back. Like, you got to go head first in and and fully commit to it. And um, and like you said earlier when you said, do you try this script? Do you try this script? You got to try everything and just, you know, trial and error. And in, in Garden City, there's not much to do. And I'd go to our indoor facility and set up a little strike zone net. And I would just throw pitches into it, you know, and just try different things. And luckily I had a guy there who was, who was also a sidearm guy. He was a year uh, older than me, uh, Reese McGraw. He went, he ended up going to Creighton, had a good career, but uh, me and him would just try different things and, and see how things looked. And, you know, that, that your teammates are your best coaches, really. If you ask me, your teammates are your best coaches. And, uh, you know, you, and then I'd, face guys in, in inner squads at garden city and they'd give me tips and this and this and you know and i was never never scared to try anything and, and i think that's what you know chris finnegan helped me out with too he's like just he's like this is the fall in junior college where you're learning to throw side go out there and just you know trust it let it eat and, and that's kind of really the mentality i've taken since then that's it's been 10 years since i started throwing or since I dropped down and, and it morphed into a submarine, uh, I, not by design. It just kind of did. I really, I was in a ball in like 2014 and I saw a picture of myself releasing the ball. And I was like, I'm that low. <laughs> and my pitching coach is like, yeah, I saw you keep start creeping down through the season, but I, I didn't want to say anything. You were throwing strikes and getting people out. So I didn't want to say anything. And I was like, man, I, I don't know how that happened, but you know, I, I, and I didn't fight it. I think that's another thing too, is when you try different things, try new things and you know, maybe something doesn't feel good or, but I never fought anything. I maybe just kind of let it happen. I never thought about release point, uh, height or anything. I just thought about getting out in front with it, kind of bending at the spine and, and twisting and get out in front with it and kind of letting the arm slot find itself. But, uh, yeah. It, it yeah. just became natural, right? Like that was your natural. When you started creeping down, it was just what you felt was natural. Yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess so. And maybe I got tired throughout the season and started dropping down. But <laughs> it was, I think it was honestly getting down a little lower. It was, I kept missing arm side um, with my fastball. And it's because I was on the side of the baseball. And, uh, you know, I had to, it, you know, the correction is get more on top of the ball. But I corrected by getting more underneath it to, you know, kind of stop that arm side miss, so to speak. But, uh, you know, and then, and then the slider, you know, that it, it, it came way after it's still, it's still a work in progress. It's still not where I want it, even though, like you said, there, I, th I do throw some good ones here and there, but, uh, you know, I, I do, it's something that I want to be able to, to pitch with instead of just throwing something as a chase. I want to be able to, you know, pitch with it. Yeah. So that, that's uh, probably the big goal for this offseason. Yeah. Yeah. Land for strikes and all that. Yeah. I mean, I remember, I remember Gauz. Did you see that tweet Gauz had about you hitting the guy in the face and uh, he'll still swing at it? That was <laughs> yeah. one of the best yeah. tweets from the season, I thought. What, what do you say? He was like, <laughs> you know, I swear Tyler's going to throw a slider to a lefty and he's going to swing and the ball's going to hit him in the face or something like that. You know? And, right. I mean, that, right. That, it's happened multiple times this year. That was crazy. It, I tell you what, it's pretty cool. And, and like I said earlier, how your, how your teammates are your best coaches, but your your yeah. teammates are also your, your best cheerleaders. And, you know, you yeah. can if you can pump up your teammates, even through something small like that, you know, uh, that, that helps and goes a long way. And I think that attributed to a lot of, 
of my success this year and the San Francisco Giants' success this year. I mean, you guys were all on a different level this year. That was so cool to watch. We can talk about that too. But like, I know you and Webby are really close, right? Webby's been on the podcast before, and you know, mm-hmm. you guys are big biggest cheerleaders for each other as well, right? We were just at his wedding last week together, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. It, uh, you know, I get I get just as happy, you know, when Logan Webb does good as as when I do good or when my brother does good. You know, I just yeah. it's just you see all the, you see all the things behind the scenes. You know, all the off season work he puts in, all the work he puts in in spring training. You know, you see the ups and downs of of his career. You know that he's had, and, and uh, you know just how much he's learned and, and how far he's come in such a quick amount of time. Really, I mean, it just he blossomed before everybody's eyes this season and and it was it really happened fast and it was so cool and, and rewarding for me to see and i'm sure yeah. rewarding for you too dj oh absolutely i we i remember going to a, your guys spring training game one evening i, I don't remember who you're playing this really you're playing the dodgers i remember because mm-hmm. walker Buehler started the game it was mm-hmm. webby started the game and i remember you came in like the third or whatever but webby started like the first two innings and we're like this is not the same person at all right mm-hmm. like he left the facility a week with two weeks two weeks before that you know and we we're like in awe like holy crap this dude's different yeah. this year you know like when did you start noticing a difference with even with kevin right kevin was different um yeah when did you guys notice the difference with like was it in the postseason with levy was it early in the year you know i think it was with logan webb it was probably it clicked for him if you ask me, probably end of May, somewhere in there, beginning of yeah. June is probably when it clicked, and that's when he was, you know, throwing seven with two or two runs or less for the rest of the season, which was insane. But with him, you know, like you said, you you said something about it, and uh, you know, you saw him in spring training, and you know, he wasn't the same guy at that day for whatever reason. But like, there was a lot of noise in spring training, and and guys do get caught up in this, and I've been caught up into it too. The outside noise about. You know, early in spring training, like Webb, for example, he was, you know, the sixth starter. There was nothing he could do, you know, and that affected him. And you could see it. And then I think once he got, you know, a month or two into the season, he goes, okay, I'm I'm here in the big leagues. I'm, I'm, you know, this is I can stay now if I just be myself. And that's and that's what he was. He was himself. And but it wasn't like for him, like a panic, like, oh, no, I'm not going to be in the big leagues or anything like that. He just. I think he learned to just love being where he's at and stop worrying about the outside noise, and which it, it's really hard for a 24 year old to do that. And that's what was most impressive about uh, Logan Webb. And then, you know, Gosman comes over and, you know, he's got this arsenal, this incredible arsenal that, you know, and for me being from Colorado, I've been hearing about this arsenal since like 2005. Yeah. Right. Like, but, uh, you know, he really started just, trust in his stuff as well and and really look like he started having fun playing baseball again yeah. and I, you know and our whole team we just you know we were loose had fun and and our atmosphere was just be yourself and whatever you need to do to to get ready for the game do it and that that was uh it was fun and, and rewarding and the season really did fly by once once you start doing that but uh on a second note dj for the season flying by I think Gosh. thinking of push performance, I really <laughs> got, I really found a routine this year. My, I'm 30 years old and I finally found like a daily routine. <laughs> and been pulling most getting you in. Taylor, Taylor's been trying to drag your ass into the gym. <laughs> 
but I, it's been it's been good and and the a block is probably i i just i live and die with the a block you know and i can't even golf if i don't do my a block but uh yeah, we don't, we don't you know that was <laughs> but, uh, beat my ass on golf <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about you beating my ass in golf we'll talk about that later <laughs> all right you got it but yeah i think it's something that i learned I learned at 29 years old that you taught me, you know, how to get the body moving, how to get it going correctly. Yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, just little things about learning and you got to turn, you know, make sure these muscles are turned on working this, 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 and, and how, how your body works. And I finally found a, a daily routine that, that gets me ready for the ball game every day. And, you know, I, I think that's why I felt good all year, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, also the fact that, I mean, I was on your ass every week asking what you needed and you didn't want me to change a damn thing. Right. And I mean, truthfully, especially down the stretch, like you, you Logan or Kevin, I programmed for you guys all year. Didn't change. I didn't change a shit. I was like, Hey, I'm putting this workout back in, putting this workout back in, you know what I mean? And like, I think we yeah. had one ball, one phone call during the season. That's all I got from you was saying, Hey, I need this in my a block because I feel this right. We got ahead mm -hmm. of it wasn't anything yeah. crazy, right? It was just you throwing throwing a fuck ton of innings, you know? And you Oh, we can you cuss know, on this episode? I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I mean, Webby was over here drinking beer the other day. Come on, guy. Truly. <laughs> um no, he wasn't drinking truly. No, I'm not just kidding. That's Tyler. Tyler loves trulies. I was just saying and Bud Light. <laughs> Tyler Rogers are only athletes sponsored by Bud Light, but <laughs> um, you know, but you know, I had that one phone call. Like you came in a couple times during the course of the year when you were playing the Diamondbacks, and you know, checked some stuff out. But like it was relatively the same throughout most of the year, right? And mm -hmm. like even the, your A block this off season, you know, even your, prepar your preparation block this off season has been remotely close, right? Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I'd say. You know, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, DJ. The reason why, you know, the A block or nothing has really changed much is because, you know, I've been diligent with doing it. And I yeah. think that that's key to your program, I think, is to, yeah. you know, get, do, give it the time that it, that it deserves and needs and, and the consistency, and you'll start feeling better and, and seeing the results. 100%. I mean, it also says a lot that you've led the league in appearances last two seasons, right? That says, I mean, that's yeah. a lot of work demand on you. And like having that much stress on your body, the fact that you're able to get the ball every like be, be hot every night for the most part, right? And I, I felt like we did a good job the course of the season where you went like there were some days where you went three nights in a row, and I was like, man, you're supposed to lift the next day. I was like, Tyler, we got the day off. We're pushing your lift back. We did that a couple times this year, right? And we I think did. just knowing, we did, yeah. did, I, I think just knowing when to take that step back and not lift or not do something that day after when your body's trash where the guys just try and say, Hey, I have an off day. I should lift this day. You know, you're mm -hmm. not afraid to lift. On, you're not afraid to lift on game day. Your days are Tuesdays and Fridays in season. That's what we're yeah. doing. No matter yeah. what, unless you're on a three day bender, <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. But you know, that happened maybe what two or three, two times this year, maybe. Yeah. Something like that. And it was near the end of the season when we were getting yeah. in the, the nitty gritty, but. But like you said, like that the consistency, it was it's every Tuesday, Thursday. It doesn't matter if I haven't pitched three days for three days yep. or you know, I've pitched three days in a row, I'm, I'm lifting that day. And yep. I think my body started to learn to expect it yep. on Tuesday, Friday, I think. So it kind of just yep. ma made it even better for me. 
Just but, expecting uh, those deadlifts on Fridays, you know, just knowing what to do, what, what it needed, let it eat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, and uh, yeah, the, the, I definitely, I learned that from Taylor. He, he, he's the one who told me that. He's like, you need to set, you know, lifting days because, you know, like in, in there's, there'll be days where I'm off the mound five days in a row. Like you warm up, but you don't go in or whatever. And, or, you know, you, you do more up, go in, but the next day, and, and so you can be off the, off the mound five, six, heck, even seven straight days, you know, and if you're a guy who lifts after he throws, well, then you might be getting in some trouble, you know, especially, and, and that's, that helps me be available every day if I have the Tuesday, Friday lifts. And the reason I do Tuesday, Friday is because there's, those are night games. You know, Wednesdays are normally day games, travel days, Sundays, day games, travel days. So I like to do Tuesday, Friday because it's night game. So I can get in there early before the game and, and get it done. Well, that's consistency. Like, you know what to expect, right? And it's part of your routine to have a night lift, you know, night game, night, night game lift day, right? Where, mm-hmm. you know, you know what to expect. You know what you're getting into during the lift. You know, we changed a few things earlier in the year to get to where we were going down the stretch in the playoffs and, you know, just I, I can't keep saying it enough. Like I'm proud of it. Like that you are that you've led the league in appearances the last two years, and you staying healthy the last two years, and and all that. Like you, you and I have had conversations. You know, spurred by your wife this year. Like how your body's asymmetrical, right? And like how you're thinking that you need to address these certain things. Where it's like, no, like if we address these certain things. You're not Tyler, right? You're yeah. not able to throw the way you throw. So. Mm-hmm. You know, being able to like just trust that and buy into that, like where you you know you see your right hip is is sagging lower because you're throwing sidearm here under you know a submarine, you know, and yeah, if I if it's any higher, you're not gonna get into a better into that lateral flexion position, you know. So let's train mm-hmm. lateral mm-hmm. flexion. Let's get to those different positions. You're like, oh, okay, that makes sense, you know, and your body feels well. That's how good. you that's how you get me and and some a lot of the other guys to trust things is because you 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 explain while we're doing a certain lift you explain yeah. you know why this is or because this on your body needs this work or you know whatever and that that really helps guys you know dial into it and, and trust it and, and you know you're not a guy who's just like go over there and do that workout over there it's like no this is why we're doing this lift yeah and, and then and then you'll even go further and you'll start explaining the the whole week and all of a sudden we're standing in the weight room for 10 minutes i'm like okay we'll, we'll talk about this later like trying to get going but uh <laughs> All right, I'll shut up next time, all right? <laughs> no, 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 it's good. But uh, it, and it's nice, too, you know, during the season when I'm not with you is I've learned things that you've told me in the yep. gym about my body. And, and maybe someday, you know, if something's not feeling right or maybe, you know, I could feel like my glutes aren't firing or something. You've taught me yep. things that I can do to get them going. Yeah. You know, and it's a quick fix right before mm-hmm. the game. And. 100%. And one more thing to allude to the consistency thing. I think that's what's key as well to, you know, it kind of calms your nerves if you have your daily routine and your daily work and your weekly workout schedule. I can walk out to that bullpen, you know, on any given night and know that I did my daily routine or my lift that day or whatever the case may be. And my nerves are calm because I've done everything I can to get ready for the game that night. There's no reason to be nervous because I've done everything I can. And, and you I know why that, you're doing that really helped out too. Yeah. And you know why you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. If I, for me, it's like if I coach the weird out of you, you know, you're not going to be, you're not going to be effective. Right. And Absolutely. 
all of you guys are on an elite level where, you know, I find something in your assessment or I find something throughout your lifting program. It's like, Hey, that looks kind of funky, but it works. Right. If I take that away from you, like you're not you, you know, Kevin's not Kevin Taylor's not Taylor. You know what I mean? It's just like, you guys are elite athletes. I mean, I'm calling you an elite athlete, you know, but, (laughs) um, but you know, just like you guys being, doing what you're doing day in and day out, like you're going to fall into patterns, but those patterns make you elite, right? We just got to stay away from mm-hmm. the ones that are going to remove you from the field, essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. And like you said too, they're all, it's all very individualized, you know, like Taylor and me have, you know, it's as close to the same body as any two human beings could have. And yet our programs are different. So like that kind of shows me that like, yeah, this is tailored specifically for me. And I think that also helps you buy into it as well. 100%. I mean, yeah, how many times have you seen guys just go in the weight room? You see it with your veterans on your team, right? Guys just go in the weight room, hit a couple things with the barbell or dumbbells, then leave. You know, it's just like – and then the next thing you know, they're on the IL again or whatever it may be. You know, it's just like getting people to understand stuff is like why I talk a lot to you guys is, you know, I want you to understand why we're doing what we're doing and how this is going to cross over, how we're going to get you to stay on the field longer you're on the field in the, as a big leaguer having success more more lifespan you have in the league you know and mm-hmm. um the more you set up your family and you know all that kind of stuff so like that's that's my thing it's like yeah we can get anybody can get anybody strong it's not about that right it's like if i wanted to i could power lift the shit out of these high school kids or or you even the pro guys or whatever it may be mm-hmm. right it's just mm-hmm. about finding that balance of what gets you strong what gets you stable what gets you resilient for the for 162 game a year yeah the biggest thing for me honestly that i found since i started working with you after the 2019 season yep and um you know my my velocities really stayed the same but my walks have gone way down and i'm able to repeat my delivery a lot more consistently than i was before that and because i learned how my body moves and i learned what i need to do to get my body moving the correct way yeah, I mean, for you, it's not about the velocity, right? I, I text you once in a while, you yeah. pop an eighty-six, like, holy shit, dude, Tyler, pop an eighty-six. I get hyped. I know, I know, you get hyped, Heck but yeah, it, doesn't, I do too. it doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean? Exactly. It means nothing. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like, you're you're effective at eighty-four, eighty-five, or actually, you're you're more like 80, what, 83, 84, Would you say? Yeah, probably. I think my my average threshold, I think, it was eighty-two point nine. I think. Yeah. So I mean, I I saw a lot of eighty-four, eighty-five from you this year, though. I'm I'm proud of you. But um, yeah, but like you said, like your walks have gone completely down and your strike percentage is there. Your swing and miss percentage is up. Your soft contact is up. Like everything that matters, truly matters is for you are those numbers. Right. And that's what that defines our success. Right. Yes. Yes, absolutely. You know, and you get those, you know, you get those misses, you know, closer to the zone. So you're not missing as far. And then, you know, and you're not throwing as many non-competitive pitches. And yep. then the next thing you know, you know, you have a, a nice little 11, 12 pitch inning and you're available the next day. That's, that's kind of the, uh, the goal for me is, you know, to be available the day after I pitch. And, you know, like that's, that's my, I guess, I don't know, thing to hang my hat on instead of, you know, throwing really hard. You, you've done that the last two years. I mean, People can say what they want. Like, oh, you throw a submarine. It's not as much stress in the arm or the body. But I disagree. Like, you're still out there, high competitive situations, high stress situations, right? And 
you still feel it when you throw. <laughs> still letting it eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're exerting a lot of things. You get tired, right? You know what I mean? It's true. You know? and Absolutely. Like, it's way cool. Like I've said a thousand times to you, like, it's so cool to see you go out almost damn near every night and get to watch you pitch. Like, that's – like, you're like a position player for me, like one of our position guys. Like, yeah, I know he's playing tonight. You know what I mean? Game's yeah. close. Tyler's coming in, you know? And you were in a cool role this year where, you know, your egos on their team were more big where you were, you know, it was cool. Like if the, the meat of the order was up in the eighth, you're pitching, right? If uh, the meat of the, the meat of the order is in the ninth, you're pitching. So you don't care about the saves. You care about the hold. You don't care about the holds. You care about getting outs for the team. You know, that was really yeah. cool too. Yeah, absolutely. That was- and that was the big thing too, that, that we also found on our team and, and through our bullpen really is, is everybody had like, a set role kind of and we all knew what our roles were and we we all wanted to be really good in that role and yeah. uh you know i think that's kind of how we how we blossomed uh, to 107 wins i mean you guys are pretty much have the same team minus kev going in next year and it's going to be pretty damn cool to see what's going what goes through that that clubhouse next year too you know and um you know having webby in the back pocket now and you, you resigning your guys you you resigned and knowing what you're, what you're capable of. And I mean, it's, it's pretty cool to see for sure. I mean, I hope to God we get more, even more giants guys in here, especially during the lockout, but, um, you know, but it's like growing up as a giants fan. Like I, I grew up in the Bay area and that's, I was a huge giants fan. That's, it's cool for me to see you guys kill it for a team. I grew up liking, loving, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's selfish for me. Not, but you know what? Uh, what? Uh, what are your couple goals this off season? I like talking about that. Like, what are your kind of goals going in this off season? I know, I know, I know. But like, what do you what do you want to work on? What's your goals for next year? Yeah, honestly, I anything kind of same long on the same lines is I I like learning more about my body, how it moves, what I need to do, you know, things like that, and then uh, getting stronger, especially lower lower leg or lower half. Uh, strength is, is probably a big thing for me as well. And then um, just really staying healthy and, and coming in. And I guess slider is a good thing. I can go all day about things I want to improve on, I guess. But, uh, Love it. Yeah. you know, it, I guess it would just be more the uh, just the stay with the consistency and, and keep learning and growing, to be honest with you. Something yeah, it's uh, so simple, like the word consistency is so easy. To stay, it takes a lot of work to get there, but it's, yeah, it's there, not easy. That's for sure. There's, no, there's no. a lot of days where you don't want to do it. That's for sure. No. Yeah, like Mondays. <laughs> Mondays after Bronco games, no, I don't want yeah. to do it, but you gotta do it. Yeah. <laughs> Why we move your lifts to Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday? We get it. You and Taylor have season tickets. Good for you. Be at the game. <laughs> you go to the game. You get to have fun. <laughs> but, but you know, it's like. And stuff like that, little things like that. It's like, hey, I need to push my lift. I need to do this. I need to do that. Like, it's all communication with your staff mm-hmm. that you have. Like, you have Nick, you have me, you have Joe, you have Grant, you have Chris, you have, you know, the coaches in Arizona yeah. while you're here. It's not a one, it's not just me helping you. You know, it's it's everybody. 100%. I, I was here, I heard some golfer do a, an interview. I think it was Bubba Watson. Actually, I don't remember the name of Anyways, he said something about like me and my team have been working, you know, to get to this point. Da, 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 and I was dawned on me. And I was like, I have a team where you know yeah. it's it's the push performance team. It's it's next era, and it's yeah. all the coaching staff of the Giants. 
you know, and the, and like I said at the beginning of our of our show here is the, the support system that I have. So I have I have a full team for myself as well. And, you know, that's when, you know, you, it makes it even more gratifying when when there is some success is, you know, all the whole team is excited. That's that's cool, because, like, I didn't get nervous one time when you're out there this year. Right. And that's just knowing and trusting the, the process is working, you know, and yeah, like, I've been. I, I didn't get nervous at even the playoffs. I was like, okay, Webby's got game five. Cool. Let's go. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. Like my nerves were zero. You coming in, what, what game did you come in? Was it the game five, three when you closed it? it? I don't remember. I was I in know. all of them, but game two. Okay. So like one of, one of the games you game had to save. Three, right? Game three, I threw like parts of three innings or something. I got like two and a third yeah. or something in that. That really windy day at Dodger Stadium when the, they said that wind the wind's never been like that or whatever, yeah, that was nuts. That was nuts. But, uh, I, I, I mean, I wasn't nervous all at all. Like, oh, Tyler's going again. Tyler's going again. Well, I'm glad you weren't. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's about the process, man. Like you've said that a thousand times today, and it's just like knowing what to do, and you just be like, what led you to? First of all, what led you to push performance? How did you come in? I want to know that. Uh, Taylor, I don't, I don't know where he, I think Taylor heard it from someone with the twins who recommended you guys or something, but, uh, yeah. And like before that, I, my, my off season workouts were, were nothing even close to that. It was kind of the old school mentality where it's like, I get on the squat rack and I'd go down there and I squat, you know, and blow you're it out day one. And that squat. You know what? You don't want to see it. But then I could walk day two or day three. So then I don't do anything except. Like play catch that day and it was you know you get that spiral snowball thing going on and you're like this is and then you begin to hate working out at that point you know because you're like oh, i'm gonna feel like ass tomorrow and, and you're like why why do they tell us to work out if it, does, if it doesn't help you very if it makes you feel like this and da, 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 da. And turns out i come to push and in 19 it turns out that you know it's because of this or my body's not moving correctly for this or you know i i have tight ankles so maybe that's why my back was hurting from squatting or just little things like that. And, and then, you know, I started working out there in 19 with you when you were there. This is before the Arizona facility for you listeners. But uh, <laughs> um, like, I just like little things about like, you know, tucking my rib cage down. I had no idea about, and you'd be on me every freaking day about that. Keeping my chin yeah, down when I'm doing things. I'm, I, made like I was by you. <laughs> I, right. Same, I know. Same. But I, I look back at it, I'm like, how did I even get to the big leagues but not knowing, like, these little things, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, – and, and and I look I look at these kids who were – some high school kids stroll through there sometimes, and then the kids in college, you know, for winter break, I look at them and I'm like, man, they're way ahead of where I was at their age. I'm like, they're so lucky. They're doing these – You know how many of those kids take it learned, for granted? I know. They, but they've learned so much more at that point than I have and High school baseball is getting way bigger than than it was when I was there, and sure, same for you. But uh, yeah, those kids are—you're going to start seeing guys in the show, you know, way earlier now because just just because how much is out there, how much they can learn. Yeah, that, I mean that's our biggest thing is development, right? And getting guys to buy into the the process. But at the same time, there's guys that fit what we're doing. There's guys that not that don't right where. Guys just want to get out of their squat, like I like I mentioned before. They just want to deadlift. They just want to bench. They want to do all these different things, but you know that's really essentially 
if you can train to get better, you can train to get worse, right? So absolutely, yeah. Training, essentially, training themselves out of the game by doing poor exercises. You see that with high school coaches now; they're running their strength programs, right? And they think it's all the same, right? And they think that everybody needs the same stuff, or everybody needs this and needs to just get just need to get underneath a bar. And essentially, like their team came to stay on the field, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah, that's, yeah. I think that's where, like, we're we're on the on our side. It's like that's what we're good at. But like at the same time, like people take that for granted. They don't want to listen to what we say, you know? And just like hearing it from, like, our pro group in general, like from both locations, we have over 100 people like that's that's a lot you know and Mm -hmm. like getting buy-in from 100 guys that get paid to play baseball and then seeing the high school groups (laughs) come in and not buy in it's like what what is going on right now you know there's still a big disconnect i mean if you had if you had advice my point is if you had advice for the high school groups we have a lot of high school Mm -hmm. coaches listen to this we have a lot of parents that listen to this and then obviously play athletes you know and what what's your advice for that kind of group being where you were, where you're at now, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. My first thing would be you got, and I've told this to some of the pro guys that have come in or whatever. I said, buy in for a month, just buy in for a month and then tell me how you feel. Tell me if you like it. And everyone's like, they end up staying the whole time, you know, but I, the program, it does take at some points it, it could be boring, you know, like the breathing exercises or, you know, this certain stretch or this certain thing, or you'll be doing a lift and you're like, what is this doing for me? But like, you'll, you will guess it at some point early, but yeah, it just, you have to buy into it. And I know, I know it sounds tough, but it, 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 there's a reason for every little thing. And if you ask DJ, he'll tell you the reason, but uh, you know, and it, it just, and it takes some integrity to do it as well. You know, like there's a lot of times where, you know, you can maybe skip something and, and get away with it. But, you know, if, if you sit there and, and are diligent with it, I swear you'll feel better. I, I mean, that's with anything. You stick with anything, you you know, you'll get better. It's just the way it is. You know? My biggest thing, man, is just like I want you guys to know that I appreciate the trust. I, t- I wrote you guys a text at the end of the year when you guys lost game five on a check swing that was kind of questionable. But um, – you know, it's just like I appreciate the trust throughout the course of the year, right? And just getting that buy-in for me mm-hmm. is like why I come to work every day, you know. And then I also develop friendships with you guys, and like you guys are family now, you know. And yeah, yeah, it's, you know, Ty's gonna be my neighbor. Did you know that? Oh, really? No, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to get into it. <laughs> but you know, what I mean, it's, it's like you know, it's just a big family at this point, you know. And yeah, yeah, and it's it's something. It's a place that us baseball players during the off season, we, we don't like getting up early and going to the gym. Like that's just baseball players, but like something, it's somewhere we're excited to go to because there is an atmosphere there and there is, there is a culture at push performance. So you're, you know, it's something that you're excited to go do at yeah. that time. And you know, that that's big, especially in the winter when it's cold and there's no baseball for us baseball players. But, uh, and, and like you said, like you, with the program, you're no dictator with it. I could, I remember there was an exercise I did not like. I was like, DJ, I don't like this thing. And you're like, all right, we'll take it out. You didn't ask yeah. any questions, nothing about, that. I just said I didn't like it. And you're like, all right, no problem. Get it out. Yeah. So there, there's some give and take there as well. And if, if there's, I'm sure if there's something that I didn't like and didn't want in there and you were like, you need it, then I'd be like, okay, no problem. I, I'm sure I've said that, but hey, I understand that it probably doesn't feel great. Like, okay, shin box chops, nine degree chops, right? You hate those. Hated, hated, did, 
now you love them. You're able to do them. And it opened up your hips dramatically. Yes. Yes. And Absolutely. You, I, when you told me to do them the first time, I could, I couldn't even do it. I didn't even, I was like, I don't even know how to start because I don't know how to do it. But, uh, you know, it, it's definitely a, a beneficial, uh, I do it. I actually do it during the first inning. Uh, every game I, I have the luxury of staying in for the first few innings, but and I do, you know, my A block during the first few innings. And uh, I sit on the floor in the weight room, wherever we're at. I sit on the floor in the weight room with, with a 20 pound kettlebell in 90 90 and i wait for the first pitch to be thrown and then i do my shin boxes if, if that's kind of my the start of my routine like that's creature that's how habit, to right i have my routine yeah creature of habit right there mm-hmm. you know and yeah. um what was it webby on webby's podcast he talked about like how he starts at a certain time or whatever and kevin goes no he doesn't he just kind of wings it sometimes I'm like i don't know man kevin i mean him and you know him kevin's relationship are, is is funny but you little know, brother, like, big brother, for sure. Yeah, exactly. They just talk shit to each other. But, you know, Kevin's like, no, he doesn't. Webby's like, yeah, I do. <laughs> you know? But, um, you know, Webby's like, I start at this time, throw as many pitches. Like, I feel good. If I need more, I need more kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? And it's just like a creature of habit. And, you know, and that's that's what we want to create that culture for you guys is, like, you know what you're getting into every day. If you need to come later in the day, you can come later in the day. If you need to come early in the morning, yeah. you come early in the morning. It's what your body needs nobody knows your body better than yourself right and mm-hmm. it's just the fact that like you put, a lot of guys have egos in this in this world in my in my world you know in in your world too like there's a lot of guys that have success that are complete assholes and treat people bad and there's a lot of guys that think they're they're bigger than they are in the strength and conditioning world and they're you know their program's the only way you know like i i want to give you guys what you personally need and that that be what i believe in or what you know, if there's other modalities that I need to learn for you, like I'm going to do it, you know, and mm-hmm. I think that's, it just, it takes two ways. It's a, it's a partnership in, in our, in our, you know, in, in our industry and success yeah. on the field, a byproduct of what you've done over the last year, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that, 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 that what they say it takes a village or whatever. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. you know, that's what it is. But, uh, you know, I, I listen to all these people, all these, you know, big league guys talk about their routines and all this stuff. Cause you know, you go to big league camp, you ask questions. They got you need a routine, you need a routine, da, da, da. I didn't get a routine until this year. I was my I was thirty years old in my eighth pro season. So like for everyone who's listening or whatever, if you don't have a routine, don't freak out. But try and find one. Try and get one. Like write down what you're doing that day. I wrote down I was writing down stuff to find my routine. I'd be like, okay, I did this, this and this. And at the end of the day, I'd write down, like, how do I feel that day? Did I like it? And so you, it's a it's a total process, and, and the routine is always evolving and changing. But uh, just to get in that in that mode of, okay, it's time to do my routine, is that's the start for sure. I mean, that's step one. We have a yeah. long process from, you know, you driving to the field or you wake up in the morning eating what you need to eat to you going home and die to your family. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's almost yeah. like structured the whole time. You know, you can't determine what inning you come in or who, what batters you face or the outcome of the game. But, you know, the process is the procedure, you know, and this is the most important yeah. thing is just being able. There's nothing new to what you're doing, nothing to expect different. And you going home at night knowing that you, you don't have stress because you did what you needed to do. Absolutely. 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 
you know, another key to, to doing what you need to do too, is also to, to have fun with your teammates as well. You know, you, when you're, when you're in, in professional baseball, there's, there's a lot of pressure there and, you know, you want to do, you know, really good, to, you know, for your family, for yourself, all these things. But, you know, a lot of guys forget to, to have fun and enjoy their teammates as well. So that's, that's part of, you know, you put that even in your routine, like, okay, you know, you know, 10 minutes for batting practice, I'm just going to go hang out in the clubhouse. Yeah. You know, like that, that's, that, that's kind of what I do. I just like, I have my time to, I set out like a little block of time in my day where I just, I just go put a dip in and just go hang out in the clubhouse, talk to the guys, whoever's in there, I'm just going to talk to them like that. I mean, that's also another key, you know, it's not all work. It's, there's gotta be some play in there, especially when you're playing the game. Exactly. It's a game. That's what I was going to say. And if you go and you wake up thinking about baseball to the time you go to sleep, thinking about baseball, think about high, how high a stress you're going to have for 180 days. No way. Yeah. Can't do it. Yes. And then you have like, We've had, you know, you know, Kale Landsville, right? And those guys mm-hmm. like Brock and these kids here, like they ate and slept it in high school. So it's every day, right? Like, how can yeah. I get drafted? How can I be the first pick overall? How can I be at LSU as a Friday night guy, as a freshman? Blah blah blah. It's like you need to go have fun, dude. Like, chill. Like, you're causing yourself stress, you know. And like, you yeah, can't and slow down. Things. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's so. I mean, yeah, we talk about like, yeah, nutrition is important. You know, all that stuff. We won't talk about your nutrition, but we'll talk about it. <laughs> Throwing you under yeah, the bus. We'll talk about that. That's yeah. Yeah. You're still skinny, but, <laughs> um, you know, like talk about nutrition, talk about sleep, talk about work ethic. All those things matter. But what matters most is if you're having fun, enjoying it, and knowing why you want to play the game of baseball, you know, and it's not about what people think it's about. It's just like, I love going to the yard every day, you know, or whatever it may be. Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, you, you just, it's kind of like that. It's kind of that feeling we have an early tea time where you have no problem getting up early to go. Yep. You're just like too excited. Like, you don't even need an alarm. You're like, I'm up, I'm ready. Let's go to the golf course. Like it's yeah. kind of, you kind of need that same feeling to go to the, to the clubhouse, you know, and, and Hunter Pence told me that we were, we were in, I was in AAA in 2016 and we were in New Orleans on a road trip. Why he was there, I don't know. He was like rehabbing or something, but I don't know why he went all the way down. North. New Orleans is like, at the time, it was like the worst ballpark in the PCL. They have like 12 fans, it's hot and humid as shit. It's terrible. Everyone's hung over from going to Bourbon Street. It's just, it's tough. It's a terrible place to go. And uh, we're, I'm standing out there in right field because the rookie's got to go to the right field to, to shag BP balls or whatever. Hunter Pence is out there and he starts giving me this speech. He's like, you gotta be where you gotta love where your feet are, love where you're playing. We're playing baseball. This is the best. You just gotta love where you're at. Doesn't matter where you're at. You gotta love it. And then he's like, you know, just he's just giving me like this rah rah speech at like three thirty in New Orleans. I'm like, like, let's go. I was ready to run through a wall, but like, coach, can I start the game? Yeah, I know, right? I like, I never forgot that. Like, just like be where your feet are and love where you're at, and. And, you know, my four years in AAA, I, I really had to lean on that hard, you know, because it, it, it got to me near the end there. But, uh, you know, that that's really the, the biggest thing. And, and just to really sit down and, and slow down and, and want to be there for a full season. You know, everyone gets in the minor leagues and they're like, I need to move up, move up, move up. And it's like, you can you can learn a lot at each level if you stay in the same place and keep facing the same hitters because that's what you're going to do in the big leagues. So if you yeah. stay, you know, 
in double A all year, facing the same guys all year, that's going to help you for the next season more than you, you know, moving up halfway through or whatever. Not that moving up is a bad thing, but like, you know, being at on the same at the same level, guys get stuck at the same level for not even a season. They start freaking out. I'm yeah. like, guys, it's there's a process. No one, no one really goes straight from college to the big leagues or high school to the big leagues. Like, you need to sit at every level. Like Taylor, Taylor, perfect example. He went, he went. He was a Taylor was a all star in high A, double A, and triple A, and now the big leagues, which is pretty freaking cool. That but like cool. he spent he spent a whole year at high A, a whole year at double A, a whole year at triple A, as you know, as a starting pitcher, and he developed and learned so much about himself and how to pitch and how to get the same guys out that you've faced for four months now. You know that, that that's huge, and, and you know, and you, you go through ups and downs in a season, you know, all those things. Yeah, it's... I kind of rambled there. Sorry. No, that's. That's what that's that's what the point of the podcast is for, dude. Come on, that's what we're here for. You know, the stories and you just giving good advice and explaining why you do what you do and how you do it, and you know, that's that's why we do. That's why we talk. You know, absolutely. Yeah. But you got anything else before we sign off? We've only we've already been on an hour. That went fast. Oh man, yeah, yeah, it did. Well, you know, I think. I think that's all I got for you. I really, I emptied out the tank for you. That's all. That's you all did? my advice for you. I need, I need at least one dad joke. One dad joke. Oh man, I don't. I did get, I did get a pair of the uh, Nike Air Monarchs, the dad shoes. So from um, from Taylor, on, from Taylor. I'm, I'm waiting on my jorts, my uh, jean jorts to come in, and then I'm really gonna rock the dad thing out. And, then you gotta cut and the lawn. Maybe. You're you're the the physiology strength coach guy. Does is there a thing to dad strength? Is that a real thing? I'm still strong as shit, man. Come on. Oh, man, there you go. <laughs> Two kids later, holding the diaper bag all the time. Is what happens? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't remember. We had a backpack. That's that's the new thing. The dad backpack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and Ashley Ashley liked carrying it because mm-hmm. it was stylish. <laughs> Got gotcha. you. I matched her outfit yeah. that day. Yeah. Yeah. You know. My my sister thought that when she had a baby, she'd be walking around in like these shiny ass high heels and a nice purse and all this stuff. And you saw her at the gym yesterday. She her hair's all raggedy. You know, like what are you doing? Yep, yep. This life's not like that. So get ready for that. That'll <laughs> be the next thing. I'll I'll have to really lean on the routine hard because I'll be telling in the back of my mind I'll be going on no sleep with with a newborn. Oh, but uh, I'll know I did my routine that day. I'm I'll be ready to go. No problem. Hey. I'm gonna I'm gonna give Kevin all the all the uh, what's the respect in the world right now. That dude is a great dad, and I don't know how he had the year he had with his wife being pregnant and having Sadie at home. And like when I went to, out to Louisiana to see him, I was like, dude, Kevin, you're a rock star dad. I told him, you're a rock star dad. You get your work in, you get your throwing in. So if you need advice, I know he's in Toronto now, but he's your guy. No, that that's that's great. I appreciate that. Yeah. When's the due date? I know I asked you yesterday, that's why we're here. Uh, due date is, is April 19th. Exciting. April 19th. Missed miss a couple of games, so hopefully you guys you know, yeah. don't need to save that day for those games. It'd be really cool, though. I, I told my wife, I'm, I, really, I really hope that the day comes where you know, I'm still playing long enough to where my son can realize that you know, dad was a baseball player. That's kind of yeah. my goal for, for playing longer, prolonging my career a little bit longer, so he's old enough to remember that. Hey, look at my dad, we're a big yeah. league baseball player. Mm-hmm. And his uncle was. Yeah, too. <laughs> That's pretty That's cool. Right. Yeah. That's pretty cool. 
All right, Ty, well, I appreciate you coming on, man. No problem. Thanks for having me, guys.